0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the DevThink podcast with your hosts today, Sean and Nicola. Yes, and today uh, we're going to be talking about something that is actually kind of funny because Nicola and I are both big readers, but Nicola is a little bit more obsessed with it than I am in that when he reads a book, he has an entire process that he goes through with notes and blog posts and things, which I'll let him get into. But one of our favorite bloggers, James Clear just had an article that when I read this, I was like, this is what Nicola does already. So it's funny because of course it came up as soon as we met to start recording the podcast as a topic for the show. So without further ado, I'm going to let Nicola take
1: it away because this is kind of his thing. Excellent. Thank you, Sean, for a very warm intro. So yeah, this was a post by a guy that we really like uh, because of multiple reasons. He's been Uh, featured, quote unquote, featured on this blog, uh, I mean, blog, podcast multiple times now. Uh, The title of this post this time is Seven Ways to Retain More of Every Book You Read. Uh, Yeah, so uh, in this post, the author, James Clear, details seven ways of retaining more from a certain book. I won't list all seven things here, although, you know, we may, but uh, I'm glad that the first one is something that I've recently started doing, and that is to quit more books. Uh, Since this is a really important concept, I'd like to say more about it. So say you're a voracious reader and you read around five books per month that would be a total of 60 books per year. Mind you, this is a huge number of books that only few manage to go through. And now say that you get to live and read and comprehend books for 100 years. That leads us to the number of 6,000 books in your lifetime. Anyways, so let's say you're able to read 6,000 books in your lifetime, right? Now... Compare that to 130 million books that supposedly exist in the world, according to Google today. Mind you, of course, those, you know, 6,000 books are pretty much a stretch because uh, you're probably not going to live for 100 years, let alone be able to read for all those years and let alone read five books per year. Yeah, Sean, do you want...
0: Yeah, and I just did a quick Google search and apparently over a million books are published Per year, so exactly. even if there were zero books within a year, you're
1: never going to get to them all. Never, never. And actually, so let's say if you really do read those six thousand books per year, uh, out of those one hundred thirty million, that is zero point zero zero four percent of all the available books. Okay, you've uh,
0: convinced me. It's not worth reading books. Got it.
1: Exactly. So <laughs> you know, think about it for a second. So, what should you do with all this knowledge now? Right. If you start reading a certain book and you're, you know, just like not feeling it, just quit it. The book may be the bestseller and you know, whatnot, but, and it doesn't necessarily mean that something wrong with you because you don't like it. It can only mean that this particular book currently in your current path that you're on is just not for you right now. So, you know relax, don't do it. Right. And personally, it's been very hard for me to start doing this because I like to think of myself as a quote unquote finisher. And I hate to have things that are not completed. But now if I start a book and maybe like, let's say, you know, 50 pages in, I don't like the book. I just go onward, meaning I shelve it, you know, whatever. I just say, it's not for me, done. It's not for me now. Right. And, uh, one more Tip that I'd like to recommend as well from this post is to write a short summary when you read like, you know, just a few sentences and keep them in a searchable format like tools like, for example, Evernote. This is actually something that he mentioned, but I actually what I do personally, when I finish the book, I always have highlights, you know, the quotes and whatever in the actual book. And then when I finish the book, I actually put it all on my blog and because it's also in a searchable format because this hit me one day back in the day when I was like writing all these uh, quotes in my little book that I used to carry around with me and I was like man I could really use a search function and then it hit me wow seriously and you're like supposed to be in this IT world and you don't have a blog and that's how it actually you know all started so and uh one thing that he also mentions here, and which I have to say I was not doing, I did it with few books, but just a few, uh, and that is to read it twice. So, and I, I believe him, you know, for something to sink in uh, from multiple angles, it enables you to see something from multiple angles, just read it twice, or maybe even way more times. But I guess that this goes back to the fact where I probably willingly have never seen a movie twice, So that maybe goes also to the, you know, the book side. But yeah, Uh, do you have, you know, any uh, thoughts on this one?
0: Well, if you read a book multiple times, then that even further reduces the number of books you can read in your lifetime. So I guess there's that. And the only other big thing I wanted to mention about um, quitting a book is it doesn't have to be considered a failure. I read a book, and I don't remember if we discussed it on this podcast, but it's called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, and it's by a woman named Marie Kondo. She's Japanese, and it's Kondo with a K. And it's an interesting book um, if you've read about organizing and cleaning and maybe minimalism. It's not really about minimalism, but just decluttering type things. It's... It's pretty good. It's worth reading.
1: Do you remember? Do you remember? So sorry to interrupt, but do you remember I told you about this book and then you picked it up and I told you how I cleaned half of my uh, uh, storage, for example, right? Half of my clothes and everything. And uh, then you picked it up and you did the same thing. You had like six bags worth of stuff to throw out.
0: Yeah, I I forgot that you had recommended it. But yeah, Uh, Nicola recommended it, full credit for that. And one of the things that she said was kind of like a a life-changing experience, because I'm one of those people that I have all this stuff, and say I get into a hobby, like, say, bass guitar. So I get some bass guitars, and I have some amps, and I have this stuff, and then I kind of get distracted by another hobby, or I'm busy with work, or I just don't feel like practicing, and then months go by, and every time I see these items, it's a kind of a guilt of, Oh, I really want to get back to that. And I haven't, so I'm kind of a failure, but I still really want to do it. So that's okay that I still have my, I'm not going to get rid of them because you know, even though I'm not using them, I'm justifying it by saying one day I am going to, when I have the time. And the truth is that's probably not the case. And the thing that she said that gives you permission, gave me permission is that maybe they have already fulfilled their purpose. So I think she used an example of like a shirt. Like you have a shirt Shirt, that you bought, brand new. It's still got the tags on it and you've never worn it. And instead of saying, if I get rid of this, I'm admitting that I wasted my money and I made a stupid purchase. Instead, you say, this shirt has fulfilled its role in my life. I bought it. I put it in my closet. And it taught me that I don't really want to wear that particular color or really don't want to wear that particular style. It's just not for me. So... And she's Japanese, so this is probably more culturally appropriate for there. But she said you take the shirt, and you hold it in your hands, and you thank it for, you know, it's doing what it has done for you. And then you're able to let go of it. So, and she also said that about books, too, including her own book. In the book, she's like, if this is one of those books you're going to get rid of, there are very few books you should keep, read multiple times, or even just have on your shelf for the rest of your life.
1: Yes. Uh, so I went, you know... <laughs> full into it with everything. But when she came to books, I was like, uh-uh, no, this is where I draw the line. I will not touch my books.
0: Every book that you have on your shelf, if you're not rereading it, you are wasting space. And if you are rereading it, you're taking up slots from those 6,000.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, you know, uh, with this, we'll wrap up this short episode of how to, you know, remember more that you uh, more that you read. And... Hope you guys got some use out of it. Although, if you know, Sean, you want to add something else?
0: No, I just think that, well, actually, yes, one thing. One thing that you do, as you said, is you write it up in a blog and the act of writing it up with the idea that someone else might read it, even if you're sure no one ever will, you're trying to explain it, which is the same thing as preparing a speech or trying to teach a class. The act of thinking it through to be able to explain it will teach you the concepts more powerfully than probably any other technique. So it may help you in many of the other ways we've discussed previously in our blog, you know, should you blog episode. so we won't, don't need to go into those. But even if you just type it up and leave it on your hard drive and never share it with anyone, you're going to get a lot of benefit of it. Obviously don't do that. Put it out there, put yourself out there, but that's a great tool for helping you learn and absorb material because you can read it and the words kind of flip through your brain and they don't really land on anything, connect with anything. And that's not really consumption. That's just passive. You really need to engage in it in, in some way.
1: Yeah. I can't remember the name of it, of the guy who actually, you know, kind of like came up with this idea. And it's every time now, when I read a blog post, I take, uh, I believe it's like 30 or 20 seconds And I write down a summary of what I read. And that's all I keep, right? Uh, Also, I believe it was Feynman, Richard Feynman, whom we already talked about and had a show about, uh, who said uh, that the best way to actually, you know, uh, learn something is to actually try and write it out on a simple uh, sheet of paper. And then when you feel like, oh man, I really think I'm not totally sure on this, then go back and reread, relearn, you know, actually figure it out and then go back and write it out as if you were teaching a person who knows, who knows, who knows nothing about the topic.
0: Yeah. And I don't want to drag this episode out forever, but you reminded me of something very good. There's a book called fluent forever, which I'm sure we're going to discuss in detail in a future episode. But one of the lessons he teaches in that book is that if you give someone the opportunity to read something twice versus read it once and then give them a blank piece of paper and write down as much as they can, the second technique will allow you to recall a lot more. And the reason is when you're reading, you're practicing reading. When you're recalling, you're practicing recalling. What is memory? It's recalling. You're not going to learn something by reading it 50 times. Like some of it will sink in, but actually there's a much higher rate of retention if you quiz yourself. There's even... And this is seems crazy, right? If you have someone read something once, then you give them a blank piece of paper and have them write down as much as they can remember, then take away that piece of paper and give them another blank piece of paper and have them write as much as they can remember a second time without giving them access to the original content. They will recall even more. So the important thing in remembering is practicing remembering not practicing reading
1: awesome awesome yeah i can't wait to get into that book which as you said we'll talk more about very soon yes okay awesome this is all for this episode hope you guys got some use of it and remember to subscribe
0: see you next time
1: bye bye bye
0: thank you for listening to the devthink podcast to reach us for comments show suggestions and other feedback contact us at info at devthink that's d-e-v-t-h dot i-n-k our intro music is by rupa deadweiler no animals were harmed in the making of this podcast